0: Welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. Back in January, the Ontario government announced it was spending $40 million to help small and rural municipalities improve the delivery of critical programs and services. It is part of a larger effort to create a more efficient municipal government and save taxpayers money. Every municipality in Northumberland is tasked with reviewing how it works and how it can better serve the public. Making town hall run smoothly is a huge task. As you are about to hear, it is one job Coburg CAO Tracy Vaughn takes on with enthusiasm. A recent report to council paves the way for some major changes. She is charged with taking the recommendations and putting them into practice. The report calls for hiring more staff, up to 13 new people. It suggests streamlining some departments, but also shoring up some others. The report could be a blueprint for any municipality in Northumberland. Tracy Vaughn is going to walk us through these changes and explain how this is going to impact taxes, but also make a difference in the lives of all residents. Here is that interview. I'm so pleased to have with me today, Tracy Vaughn, Chief Administrative Officer for the Town of Coburg. Welcome to Consider This.
1: Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: The topic of organizational review for the Town of Coburg doesn't sound very sexy. Can you tell the listeners why this is really important to them?
1: Absolutely, that's a great question and uh, sorry for the chuckle there, but absolutely, I think it's a hard concept, on, you know, to understand or imagine. Uh, basically, what we're, we're looking at is an, organ- at an organizational review is the ways that the town does business. So you may, you may be aware we, we did a service level review as well, which looked at the services provided by the town to the residents of Coburg and, and to visitors of the community. And then the next step uh, that council wanted us to pursue was then to look at an organizational review, which really looks at the capacity that you have at the organizational level. So what are the staffing uh, resources that you have in place? Are they appropriate? Are they sufficient? Are they meeting the needs to deliver those programs and services that have been considered to be so vital for the community? If there are any gaps, what are they? and how do you address them? It also looks at a couple of areas like your structure. So is your um, structure appropriate for the way that you do your business? Is is your policy um, sort of landscape? Do you have the right tools in play to manage the way that people do do their work? Um, And do we have uh, the right ability to move things forward uh, in the most efficient and effective way? So it looks at the people, the ways we work, the rules within which we work and then gives recommendations on here's all the things you do really well and here's some areas that you can identify for improvements so that really is what an organizational review in its most simplest terms
0: from a everyday citizen point of view though what we're really talking about is you know when i go to the counter who am i going to be talking to right when i have a plan who am i going to give it to yes. uh, you know who's going to be out walking the streets uh, Checking the meters and that kind of stuff. We're talking about the people and the jobs that they do, and all those changes that might be taking place or not.
1: Right. And how does that impact the service that you del- that you receive as a as a consumer of that product or service? So as a resident, when you walk up to the counter, you have a certain expectation of how that person is equipped to deal with your need and how they do that in, a, in an effective way. And the organizational review looks at that and says, how have we done any, everything that we need to do as an organization to ensure that we're delivering the best service, that we're equipped to meet the needs and we're also uh, positioned to face the future? So that that's how a resident would see that
0: impact. One of the key themes of the report was related to staffing levels yes. and while the report concludes generally Coburg is similar to uh, other municipalities in its size and in some cases there's not enough staff to meet the increased demands of people wanting to use town services or enough to meet the regulatory compliance requirements of new services.
1: What does that mean? Right. So we're going to try and take some of that like bureaucratic speak and we're going to boil it down to what does that really mean? So what it's looked at is uh, what are the, the growth or demand pressures facing the organization? Are we currently meeting the needs of our community and will we continue to meet those needs as our community grows, evolves and changes? It then looks at, um, do we have the right, um, the right, the right positions to look at managing risk, managing liability, ensuring that we have our due diligence in a number of areas that, you know, could get litigious. So for example, looking at the way that we procure our, our, uh, our goods, uh, do we have the right expertise, processes, policies in play? So it looks at, again, um, sort of a number of those factors to really examine, um, you know, Are we prepared to, again, meet the demand of the the existing need, meet the demands of growth, manage risk and liability and then it looks at the strategic direction set by council and uh, what are the priorities of the council term and what are the priorities in other master plans and strategies and where do we have gaps where we're not perhaps meeting those needs and what is the solution to ensure that we're able to advance those strategic priorities so those are sort of the main areas where that staff capacity is looked at examined and proposed
0: in the report, it seemed to draw a conclusion that staffing levels are not sufficient. As CAO, it's your job to align all these resources and all these priorities. What message does this aspect of the report send to you?
1: I think what it what it says is that Coburg has really tried to um, ensure that we have been extremely cautious and careful with, with spending, We have tried to mitigate impacts on the tax levy. We're very aware, uh, you know, for residents, the biggest consideration or concern is uh, around increases to taxes. However, we also recognize that there's a responsibility for us to deliver good, effective, solid government services. And at times when uh, more attention perhaps has been paid to keeping those uh, levels down, there have been sacrifices along the way. And it's all been done with the best intentions. And when growth continues to, to increase and you don't increase your programs or services or your staff to deliver those programs and services, you start to see this growing gap that is created. The other piece, I think the municipal government environment, like every other environment has gotten much more complex. New legislation has come into effect that really govern the way municipalities deliver programs and services, new expectations. There's definitely uh, competing priorities, looking at the future, looking at things like sustainability, which wasn't a consideration you know, 10, 15 years ago in terms of the way we planned our communities, delivered our programs and services. So taking all of those pieces and really looking at how's the best, most effective way to meet these demands, to honour our residents and to deliver that, that good uh, government service. And I think that's the, what we've tried to do with this report is take all of those recommendations and look at what is achievable, um, what is sustainable and how do we move forward in all of those categories.
0: Well, I think all you have to do is drive around Coburg and you see all the development that's going on. And you know, it's, it's quite explosive right now. I mean, there, there's all kinds of projects going on. Um, also in terms of economic development, we, we see new businesses wanting to open up. We see the empty storefronts and people yeah. wanna see a, a vibrant economy. And those were two areas that were particularly pointed out. Can you tell us about what the report said about those two areas and what you hope to do to improve those?
1: Absolutely. So from a planning perspective, it looked at two key factors. One was when you see uh, obviously a lot of development activity like you do in a community like Coburg, it's really important to ensure that you're able to meet that need um, and be able to be thoughtful, responsive, um, and, and have some rigor to your process to ensure that anything that is being developed serves the community now, but also serves the community in the future. So one of the areas that has been looked that isn't around um, inspections, uh, plans, examiners, uh, building official type activity. Uh, having that um, additional capacity to ensure that we are ready for the development community, we can ensure when you move into a, a new development in Coburg, you can be assured that all of the proper inspections, processes, protocols have absolutely been followed and you can have a degree of comfort in purchasing that home, knowing that all of those standards were applied. The other piece in planning that has been identified is what's referred to as long range planning. So that's really looking at how do we deal with the demand now and the development now? And what does that look like in five, 10, 15, 20 years? Are we ensuring that our our communities have active transportation? Do we have sustainable design principles? Are we looking at aging in place and mixed modules of communities so that, you know, you don't hit a point where you have to leave Coburg because there isn't enough diversity in housing stock, for example, to be able to stay in the community that you really want to be an active, continue to be an active member. So it looks at things like, you know, active transportation, sustainability, all of these sort of policy issues and make sure that we have that eye to the future and that what we're doing now is serving us in the future and that we're building these communities with design principles in mind to ensure that we're future facing and that uh, you, you see sometimes in communities where perhaps those factors haven't been considered and then trying to manage them after the fact is incredibly complex, expensive. Um, it involves a, a whole other degree of interventions that you know are much more uh, cost uh, prohibitive for, for the taxpayer. With respect to economic development, which was the other area you mentioned, we know that obviously we are hopefully coming out uh, of this uh, pandemic. Uh, We're hopefully reaching the, you know, the the point of endemic at some point in the near future. And we want to ensure that we have the right tools and supports in play to support our business community. We want to ensure that our business uh, owners, uh, they have the the right resources, they have the right supports. They know who they can go to for for those tools um, as well. How do we attract good new business to Coburg? How do we ensure that people understand what Coburg has to offer? And how do we ensure that all of that's also factored into the way we build and develop our community? Because we want to ensure that we're able to have these lovely businesses in our downtown core, throughout Coburg, that residents can access the services they need, the products they need, and we have a prosperous community. And I think if the pandemic has shown us Uh, nothing else it's the importance of local business and having local business supports when you know when situations like this come up and we're all trying to learn new new things and adapt to new pressures and i think the economic development position has has that mindset of how do we build that uh, capacity in our community
0: both these things also have huge economic impacts on the town budget and and the, the sustainability of the local economy i mean you know, if we don't have development and we don't get that extra tax assessment, then our taxes can skyrocket very easily. Also, too, is economic development. If we don't have businesses opening and they're paying their taxes and contributing to the community, it affects the the overall community. So, I mean, there's that aspect as well. Am I correct in, in saying Absolutely.
1: that? Absolutely. And I think what you really strive to achieve where possible is that good balance of residential tax base, commercial and industrial tax base, so that you have this funding mix that, you know, Again, leverages more opportunities for the for the community to serve uh, the residents and businesses and organizations that are here. But it also ensures that one group isn't overly burdened. So you're not full, you know, more focused on the residential tax burden because you don't have many functioning businesses, for example. So trying to get that funding mix balanced uh, is also a you know from a uh, financial sustainability perspective is also, you know, a really good thing that municipalities have to try and achieve that balance and look for where we can uh, manage growth in sustainable ways.
0: The civil service is so vital to so many aspects of the town. And the report identifies a key theme as being a low employee morale mm-hmm. that could have an impact on service delivery. Now, no doubt, this is a major responsibility that you as a CAO, keep up the spirits of the troops, I guess, Where, where does this fit into your response to the report? And how do you hope to address this?
1: So I think what uh, you know what we've been able to learn we had an opportunity and the report references an internal survey that we did to really reach out to staff it was a, the first um, ever employee pulse check we called it and it was really talking to employees about the way that they uh, work in the organization how are they supported in the organization what are the gaps what's missing what do they need to really perform at their very best and a couple of themes emerged from that and one was around training. And again, when we look at municipal services, it's, it's gotten increasingly complex. Again, new legislation changes the way we deliver programs and services. So that need to ensure that we continue as an employer to to Train our train and support our employees so they understand how to evolve, how to grow, and how to respond. So there was uh, historically a bit of a training gap. So we have identified that, and we will be developing a training plan to respond to that need. The other piece, obviously, it's been a tough year and a half, um, and you know, municipal services no different. And though the employees have continued to work hard throughout the pandemic, many of which you know may have been redeployed to other jobs, ensuring again that we're, we're being as effective as we can with our resources, and looking at ways that the organization can modernize and improve perhaps the way that we recognize our employees. Traditionally, what you've seen in municipal government is there's been a recognition of how many years you've been in an organization, which is important, but it's also about how do you help contribute to our overall mandate? So for example, there's new additions to the strategic plan in this iteration at the midterm level around corporate governance, customer service, diversity and inclusion. So we've looked at how do we build staff recognition into the everyday, but how do we also, while still honoring time and history and milestones, also looking at new concepts about how employees are doing a wonderful job to find more effective ways to deliver service, to really embed a customer service, uh, you know, ensure an excellent customer service experience for a resident. So looking at new ways that we can recognize the contribution of an employees in meaningful ways. So we're also going to be rolling out um, a, a different uh, enhanced uh, appreciation and recognition program as well, coupling it with another gap that, uh, that I saw sort of in my first year as CAO, and it's around performance measurement, performance reviews, ensuring that staff know what is the goal they're working towards, how do they get there, here's the tools we're going to give you with training, we're going to appreciate when you uh, achieve these goals and when you exceed, and then we're going to let you know how you did, and we're going to give you feedback, and then you're going to know Going into the next year, how you can continue to build and improve and how you seek those supports to continue to advance your career. So there's a number of factors we will be looking at implementing or strengthening or enhancing at the town it's been a, a, you know, a, a really exciting year for me I've learned a lot about the town of Coburg, the things we do really well, the things that we can uh, take some time or some opportunity to build upon or do better. And so there's a number of things that are emerging from from this, not only this report, but my observations in my first year as well.
0: The report suggests the need to hire as many, uh, to my count, as 13 staff using user fees and savings and taxes. Now, there are citizen groups in the town who often argue that civil service is already too large. And there are also politicians who are on the record as saying they want to reduce taxes Mm and not spend more and that there is too much staff and we need to become more efficient. How do you see your role in navigating these tricky waters and how do you strike the right balance?
1: I think what's really important is to ensure that you build in processes and rigor into your system to know that when you are looking for tools, resources, staff, that you're answering, you know, key questions. Um, Certainly, there's always an opportunity to look at the way we're delivering our business. Is there a more efficient or effective way to do it? Um, So one of the the themes in the report and something I've noticed in my time is where we can bring in new tools that can take uh, staff away from sort of Uh, paper-based processes, speed up processes, and then free up some some staff time or resources for higher value activities. Um, The other piece is, is really being able to understand what are the pressures facing the corporation where are those gaps? What are the strategic opportunities we need to pursue? And, uh, you know, what does that look like from a funding perspective? And are there any other areas where we can find some cost savings, some cost efficiencies? Are there other revenue tools available to the municipality where we can leverage other funding? So some of that can come in the the way of user fees. Some of it is, you know, unfortunately, when when individuals don't... uh, you know, park in the right place and they get a parking ticket, Um, you know, they're not always the the most uh, fun uh, revenue tools. But as an organization that's looking at what are all the tools in your toolkit, again, to balance the demand on the tax levy, because it's really important that we understand how we can do this in a measured, sustainable way and making sure we're looking at all of those avenues.
0: Will it also mean tax increases? I, I mean, if we want to have better services, maybe we have to pay for them as well?
1: Unfortunately, yes. Um, Where you know, if we are improving services, if we are increasing services to d- to respond to demand. Then it does mean that we need to have the resources to do that. Um, unfortunately, that you know, municipalities have to pay gas for the trucks like everyone else. I mean, we see the rising costs of fuel. There are a number of factors almost, you know, sort of outside of the control of the municipality in terms of rising costs within inflation and, and those sort of market goods. And then there's how do we continue to meet the needs of a growing and evolving community? And uh, you know that does take uh, tools, it does take staff, uh, but my commitment is to ensure that anytime we're putting those positions forward, we've always, we've always looked to see is this the most effective way to do it? Is there a more efficient way to do it? Have we exhausted all of those possibilities? And do we continue to look at our programs and services and make sure that it's still relevant? And are there opportunities uh, to find cost efficiencies when perhaps a demand changes or a a trend changes that help offset some of the new costs? But But, definitely there is a cost of delivering those services. But
0: at the root of many of these discussions is a public perception of what it is the civil service contributes to the town. Often civil servants are met with derision and stereotyping. Um, Hence, they receive a lot of scorn and are often a favorite target for some. I want to give you a chance to change people's perception. What would you Mm -hmm. like people to know about the civil service in Coburg?
1: Thank you. I think, you know, what I find really um, interesting in municipal government is the type of work that we do touches people's lives every single day. You know, when you take a walk in your neighborhood, it's the roads and the sidewalks, it's the snow clearing, it's the, you know, it's looking at the parks, the maintenance of parks and, you know, or is the garbage collected? Is the park kept in a, in a, in a, reasonable way. When you need to come in and have some of those milestones in your life, you're getting married, you're coming in and you're talking to the the clerk and you're getting your marriage license. You know, perhaps your children are playing hockey or your grandparents is involved in seniors programs. There is such a depth and breadth to the type of services, particularly at the lower tier um, in municipal government that touches our lives in so many ways, but we don't always think about where they come from. And I think, you know, it, it's really when, when we see those services removed, I think when we reflect on the pandemic, a lot of what people missed was social opportunities, you know, the opportunity to watch their kids play hockey, to, you know, perhaps go to a fitness program with their friends, to be able to gather together. And all of these uh, pieces are really tied into municipal services in some way, shape or form. So uh, I know it, it sometimes can be an abstract concept, that building, you know, on King Street, that where they do whatever it is they do there. But when you look at all of the different, when you turn your tap on and you get clean drinking water and, you know, those types of things, these are the ways that municipal services touch your lives in, in meaningful ways each and every day. But sometimes it's hard to, to pinpoint what all of them are.
0: Not everything in the report was critical. I want to give you an opportunity to tell listeners one thing that was positive in the report.
1: Actually KPMG noted um, how lean the organization is and this isn't, wasn't just a criticism this was also a compliment in terms of how we have been able to look at delivering our business in a way that was the most cost effective uh, for the taxpayers they particularly noted the way that we double or triple hat some of our positions so while there may not be um, enough work for a body in one particular area in community services they may work as a parks attendant they also you know do some winter snow clearing there's ways to ensure that the staff resources that we have are used in effective ways so that we're able to deliver a lean and efficient organization that continues to deliver programs and services. So, you know, I thought that that was a really thoughtful comment from KPMG around how we've been able to to deliver and and manage costs.
0: So what are the next steps?
1: So the next steps, we have had uh, some great conversations with council, uh, both uh, in in open session and some in closed. Uh, we are identifying some other cost savings that we are going to bring to the 2022 budget uh, deliberations to also help mitigate some of the costs that are proposed in the organizational review. That uh, sort of suite of staff have been uh, presented to council. They, understand and appreciate the uh, core responsibilities of these positions. And what you will see in budget is each division will present uh, sort of the drivers of their budget. New staff are an important uh, area that we're going to highlight. What you may have seen in budgets past is it's not as clear perhaps when new staff are added and what, why that staff member is added, what's all the information around that position and what's the return on investment. You're going to see that in a much more detailed way this year uh, as well. It's going to uh, provide council and the public uh, opportunity to comment, give feedback. Certainly staff will be taking the direction of council as to what will be uh, included in the final budget that will be uh, voted on in in December. Uh, And then we have an opportunity to look at the other ways that we can uh, modernize and affect the organization. So we have a number of activities in the um, structure and ways of working. We're gonna look at some minor realignments in the organization to ensure that we're, we're most effective. We're also going to look at rolling out, as I mentioned earlier, training programs, performance management, staff appreciation. We're also gonna be looking at bringing in some tools to be more effective and efficient. We're looking at different ways we can manage and mitigate risk. Um, and some of those as well will have uh, some cost efficiencies built in once they uh, once they come to come into effect. Uh, no doubt the budget deliberations will be robust ones. We will have lots of information to discuss. We'll no doubt council will ask lots of questions, and staff are prepared to answer those questions. And at the end of the day, when the budget is voted on, we will take uh, the marching orders from council, and we will do everything within our ability to continue to build this organization and deliver on our commitments to our community and I'm really hoping to see that residents will begin to see a bit of a difference in terms of that customer service experience and when they contact a staff member of the the town of Coburg they know someone's going to respond to them they're going to get an answer Um, you know they're going to uh, know what the expectations are and they're going to have good customer service experiences. And not to say that that isn't happening already, but we want to ensure that customers know what the standards are, that staff know what the standards are. There's a process and rigor to that. And we continue to build and grow uh, on the way that we do our business. I'm excited. I think we have a lot of things that we can continue to do in the, in the great ways we've done them. And we have some, you know, really incredible opportunities to, to improve. And uh, I think there's a lot of work ahead of us. Certainly, I don't want to understate that, but uh, I think it's exciting work. And to me, you know, if you're in public service, uh, you're committed to helping people, and you want to ensure that you're responsive to your community. And that's really what frames the way that I do my work, and why it is I came to the town of Coburg.
0: Tracy Vaughn, I want to thank you so much for talking to me today.
1: Thank you. It was a real, real pleasure. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you. That was Tracy Vaughn, the Chief Administration Officer for the Town of Coburg. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me. And I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life and Northumberland County. So please tune in.